Outtakes. Today I'm joined by Jason Cooperman and he's our Chief Product Experience Officer. Hello. Thanks for joining, Jason. So one of the things we're doing on Outtakes for everyone listening is we're starting to build out a little bit more of some content around our executives at the company, people who are in leadership roles, who are doing very interesting things. And what would be great for a lot of our listeners is to have an understanding of how they got to the roles they're in, what their careers have done, and how they've taken shape. So first question for you, Jason, is if you can tell us a little bit about your role at Outfront and what your team is doing. Sure. Uh, I lead our product experience efforts, which really uh, focus on a team that looks at our product marketing efforts, our digital content and creative, and experience design and digital marketing. And uh, I'm happy to explain each one of those. Um, Our product experience focus is really looking at how we position and take to market our digital capabilities in collaboration with James's product team, the sales teams, and of course the broader marketing organization. The focus on digital content and creative involves coming up with concepts both for our clients and for the transit authorities that really leverage that digital capability and then executing the design and development of those ideas. Um, We're super excited about uh, what we're doing around content and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, And last but not least is experience design and digital marketing. So that really involves how to provide the most useful information and services to people across our products, marketing applications such as OutfrontMedia.com and omni-channel marketing that uses digital marketing to generate awareness, engagement, and of course generate leads uh, for Outfront. What your team does encompasses a lot of different skill sets, which I think is very interesting for people within our organization. If they could hear a bit more about your career and how there's elements of creative and marketing and how they've all come together to get you where you are today. I started off life as an architect. I got a master's degree in architecture and worked at amazing places like Frank Gehry's office and HHPA. And when I was at HHPA, I was a library specialist. I focused on libraries. And one of our clients in New Zealand actually said that our library designs were really stale and old and that we... Um, weren't taking into account this thing called the internet. And we all sat around the firm and tried to figure out how the internet changed libraries. And she said something that I'll never forget to this day. She said that we were designing libraries like they were a place to store and share books. And what they really are is a place to store and share information. And the internet was changing the way that that was done and it needed to be reflected in architecture. So that fascinated me. I became fascinated by the internet and um, eventually left architecture to get involved in digital. Um, And one of my first jobs in digital was at an advertising agency called TBWA Shiat Day in Los Angeles. Uh, When I joined Shiat Day in LA, they really didn't have very much as far as digital capabilities. And I was sort of employee number one of the digital group and built it up there both on the creative and development side, but then eventually into um, strategy as well, uh, and spent almost seven years there building out a team of almost 100 people and a pretty significant business in in digital marketing focused primarily on Nissan, PlayStation, and Apple. Um, From Chai Day, I moved to China and was living in Shanghai, running the digital marketing offering for TBWA in China, And then from there, I was brought into the holding company. So I was brought into Omnicom Group, 
to oversee the growth of digital across a big range of markets, Asia, Pacific, India, the Middle East, and Africa. And my job was pretty much focused on growing our digital revenues and capabilities either through acquisitions, so I would fly around the region and look for uh, agencies to buy, uh, or through talent development. So I did a lot of work uh, in training our staff in different markets to understand how digital was changing their business and what they could bring to clients, uh, as well as new business development for big clients like P&G and HP that use multiple Omnicom agencies. From there, I came back to the U.S., and wanted to try a smaller company. So I joined a little startup that some people may know, Videri. Uh, Videri was the, the screen designer and um, went, was working there for two years. Spent a lot of time at Videri working almost entirely on the outfront business and specifically the MTA um, proposal. And about two years ago, I came over to Outfront and have been loving it ever since. You talked about how you got into out-of-home through the screens with the dairy. What has kept you excited about the industry and staying in it and helping and watching it grow? Sure. It's a great question. Um, well, when I was at Chiat in the late 90s, we had a billboard in the office, like inside, not outside, actually inside the warehouse building that we worked in. And we would put Apple work up on it, Adidas work. You know, I would see the Impossible is Nothing campaign up for months at a time. Uh, and so it was always right there in front of me. It was great uh, to see how creatively impactful out-of-home could be. But what really drew me to being interested in the digital transformation that Outfront is going through has to do a little bit with the disappointment I felt being in digital marketing for almost 20 years. So as much as I loved all the innovation and everything that was being done in digital marketing – from the perspective of the precision and accountability and metrics, I was always a little disappointed with the creative output. At the end of the day, um, you were always fitting your creative ideas into these small, tiny rectangles and boxes. Um, you were always sharing space, and it didn't seem to have the same creative impact as other media. And when it did have impact, it tended to be disruptive in a negative way. It tended to be intrusive. So as I started to understand the digital transformation that Out of Home was going through, I really saw and still see this opportunity to take some of the strengths of digital marketing with its precision and addressability um, and combine it with the amazing creative impact that Out of Home has. It's interesting that you say that because I think one of the things I heard when I first joined out front from Jody Sinisi, actually, and it always sticks with me whenever we're thinking about the power of out of home is that you can't build brands on a two inch square. And knowing that there is that opportunity with out of home, our screens are so big, our billboards are so big that we have that huge creative impact, but being able to get smarter and more targeting and connecting with our digital partners is becoming ever important. So as we look to 2020 and the work your team is doing, um, what are you excited for? That's like asking somebody like who their favorite child is. Uh, we're doing you know so many things that are going on in 2020, uh, ranging from fantastic improvements on Inside Out that Dawn and her team are leading, um, bringing the rolling stock 
product in the MTA to market. It's really hard to, to pick a favorite thing, but if I had to single one thing out, um, I would say the work that Andrew Miller and Chad Shackelford are doing on Moments by Outfront. Moments by Outfront is a content and publisher program that we're bringing to market in force in 2020. Um, I, I'm excited by it because if you think about out of home as a medium, we've always been really good at delivering value to advertisers. I think what Moments will allow us to do more strongly is be a part of bringing value to audiences. Um, and by doing that, you inevitably bring more value to your advertisers. Moments will include work uh, that the team is doing in-house on things like weather, um, time, but it also will bring in fantastic publishers, third-party publishers that, that um, we'll be announcing very soon, exciting big-name brand publishers um, that will be providing us content on an ongoing basis. So it's you know super exciting. And then on top of all of that, once we get some of that content out there and really get into a rhythm, um, there's tons of work being done now, a lot with the CAPS team on how to turn these into sponsored programs that can start to generate revenue and be exciting opportunities for brands to get involved in the content as well. So everything you just shared is really exciting, and I think especially I sit in New York, you sit in New York, so we're kind of seeing a lot of it come to life in our markets on our commutes. But if I'm an AE and I'm thinking about everybody across the country who works out front and is telling our story, and I sit in an outer market and I'm hearing about this and I'm hearing about all of our content plays, a lot of it is New York-based. What do you think the big takeaway is? What should I be telling to my advertisers in my market why they should be investing in Outfront? Uh, well, first of all, I'm a big believer that anything done in one market can be leveraged for the benefit of all markets, especially if it's packaged up the right way, no matter how different the fabric of that particular market could be. So let, let me just say that first and foremost. Um, you know, Because at the end of the day, we're all playing a role in building our clients' businesses and brands. No matter if you are doing that with a junior poster eight sheet on Marshall Avenue in St. Paul or you're doing it on the Beast in Times Square. But specifically, I would say in the local markets, if you think about the way local businesses are growing these days and marketing, I read a stat that 96% of small to medium-sized businesses are using social media. So if your local client is sophisticated enough to have even the slightest clue on what to do with social media, I'm willing to bet you can talk with them about how incorporating out of home into their social media plans is good for them, or how geofencing their shop or a billboard can help their business, or how better static or digital creative make whatever their investment in out of home is even better when the creative's better. So you know, I think all of those things that we're doing here in big markets like New York um, are, are really applicable everywhere. Jason, thank you so much for the time today. I think this was a very interesting topic and a kind of different, different conversation than we've had so far, but an exciting kickoff to our Executive Spotlight series. And thank you to everyone for listening. As always, until next time, over and out.